Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am really excited to dive into our topic today. We are going to talk about planning with purpose as your foundation. And this is a topic I've been thinking a lot about because as people get overwhelmed with the flow planning process, I find that this is the part that's missing. And this is really the part that's missing if you're overwhelmed with any planning process, not just the flow planning process, but if the idea of keeping a calendar, of keeping your time, of understanding what's happening when, if all of that to-do lists, if your to-do list feels never ending, this one exercise can really help make that whole area of your life feel so much better because it's going to make it feel so much more purposeful. Now, if you're just keeping the old-fashioned to-do list and feeling like you need to check a hundred things off a day, I do want to add in that keep listening because I don't believe in that either. But I do believe that this practice that we're going to talk about today can help almost any planning scenario. Okay. So this is going to be kind of a workshoppy podcast, which is a little bit different. There are show notes that will describe this podcast in writing over on the Plan Simple Meals website. So you can go check those out. There also is a worksheet on that post that you can download so that you can do this work at any point when you make the time to do it. Okay. So we've tried to make it as easy as possible for you to do this work. If you're on our mailing list, you received these as five emails um, in the recent past. And if you're listening to this later, then you're, you're in the right place because you really want to do this practice before you do too much planning of your life. Okay. So I'm going to repeat a story that I did tell a couple episodes ago, but it's quick, so don't worry. But I want this story to live on with this workshop. So there was a really long time when I bought into the idea that I needed to live today like there was no tomorrow. And this was for a number of reasons. One, I pinpointed myself as a creative person. I was always dreaming. I had so many ideas of what I wanted to do. But I was also sort of making up for a part of me. And that was the part of me that had all these ideas, but couldn't always do them. And I'm talking when I was nine years old and the ideas were about, you know, drawing a picture. <laughs> so it was, or, or, you know, meeting a new friend, you know, so this wasn't always about big work things or big, uh, you know, meal planning changes or diet things or mindfulness habits. This was like real things when I was nine years old. This is, it's been this long. And this idea of live today, like there's no tomorrow just felt really good because it felt like it would fix all these things that I felt I couldn't do. And one of the things that 
I now looking back realize is that I was very full of fear and I definitely didn't think I could get all these things done. I didn't have any belief that I could get things done. And so what ended up happening is that in trying to live this motto, I didn't particularly do anything that daring or that fun. But in my 20s and 30s, I definitely ate a lot of food that I didn't need to eat. I indulged a lot. I had alcohol I didn't need to drink. I racked up debt on things that I didn't need to buy. I was like part of that error. I don't know if they still do this. I hope they don't. Where you, you know, you, it's so easy to get a credit card and you could easily max it out and nobody, including your parents, would know. And so I would go, go, go with this mentality and then I would kind of crash. And I just, I didn't know how to get out of it. And it was really my food change that got me out of it because in when I changed my food, I actually did what I'm going to teach today. I just at the time didn't know that that's like, I, I hadn't formalized the process. So I didn't know that's what had happened. And when I turned 40, which was not so long ago, I really started to consider what it was in my 30s that changed, that got me, you know, to be able to change my food, to lose this weight, to get my kids to eat everything, to really feel calm in my home and just feel calm on a daily basis. And I sort of started to look back and the first part of that, the food part of that became the book, Plan Simple Meals. Um, which I wrote right as I was considering that. And then the next parts are sort of what I'm still talking about and getting out into the world now um, that are more sort of time related. And I just wanted to see how I could apply what I had done with my food to the rest of my life. So I wanted to see sort of what where the overlaps were. And the cool thing is, is that when I was turning 40, my grandmother was about to turn 100. She was getting very close to 100. She's now 101. And at 101, I can still talk with her on the phone. Sometimes she can't hear everything I say, but I can definitely listen to what she has to say. She makes 100% sense. She tells great stories. It's so fun to have her in my life and in my kids' life. I, I know I'm so lucky. And one of the things that she really gave me was a reframe for this idea of living today, like there's no tomorrow, because I started to think about how would I live differently if I knew I had as much time as she's had? How would I live differently if I knew I could get to a hundred, right? What would I do differently today if I knew I wasn't even halfway through my life? It would look different. Why would I live today as my last day if I could live today as though it were going to get me to 100. And it made so much sense because basically that's what I was doing when I changed my food. I was really feeding my body in a way that she could thrive in the future, even though I was totally in the present moment. So this isn't about just the dream because I'm a dreamer. I've dreamed my whole life, but I couldn't necessarily do the actions that moved me toward the dream, nor did I feel on a daily basis that that great. And so this practice is really about feeling great today, 
but in a way that's going to get us closer to 100. Okay? So what I found is that imagining what we're going to be like at 100 may not be that useful or may not even be that easy to imagine as most of us don't have that role model in our life. But looking ahead 10 years is totally doable and really important because it really sets you up to plan your todays in ways that make sense now and move you toward the life you want at the same time. And that's really key. You're living like you want to live now and moving you toward this bigger vision at the same time. That's what's really important about this process. And this is what I had done as I've alluded when I changed my food. And as I said, it just wasn't on purpose. But I now always do this exercise with clients where we paint this picture of what life looks like 10 years in the future before we do any other planning, before we plan the meals for the week, before we create a 21-day checklist, before we utilize any of the many planning tools that I have at my disposal at this point, this really is the foundation. Because I realized that this practice is what helped me lose the 85 pounds nine years ago. It is what gave me the courage to write my book and to take my kids out of school for the year. And it's also the practice that really helps me feel okay cooking dinner when I don't want to and drink water all day, even though that might not be my natural instinct and just feel in general at ease throughout the day as I'm doing what other people might think is a lot in a day. It doesn't feel like a lot to me. And that's why this practice is so important. So let's paint a picture of your life in 10 years. Okay. And the thing is, is I want you to dream big because dreams really do make any plans that you're going to make, they make them bigger than the average to-do list. They just do. And I know that anyone listening to this podcast is not average, so I don't want you to have average plans. And it's a simple process, and I'm going to explain how you can fit it into your life And you could do this all in one swoop and you could do it over a couple of days. And I'm going to explain all the different ways you could fit it in in a sec. But I just want you to know that what we're doing right now is one big doable change. This whole episode is one big doable change that you could focus on. If you haven't heard me use that term, that's a term I use a lot because I'm very focused on things being doable for all the busy moms that listen to this podcast. And at the end of doing this process... You will have a vision of the life you want, the one that sets you up to plan today's that you love. Again, it's like putting together that future with the present. And when you plan days with this exercise as your foundation, you get more done. You spend more quality time with those that you love, your kids, your hubby, your friends. You eat well and healthy, and you just take better care of yourself. And so with this as the foundation, you do all those things way more naturally and with way less effort. And I just want to reiterate that you can do this even if you have a busy weekend planned or even if your kids are home for vacation or home for some reason, 
this is about big dreams in doable chunks. So I'm going to really try to break this down for you. Okay? So here we go. Step one. And this is five steps. The first one is a little bit different. And the last four are all writing prompts. And again, you can go download them on the show notes. Okay, so step one is just to mark your calendar. Decide when you're going to do this work. When I teach this, a lot of times it's over the course of five days. And so I suggest having 15 minutes for four days. So you would put 15 minutes into your calendar, which is a great way to do it. You could also do a two-hour chunk in the afternoon. Um, And so I want you to figure out how it works best for you in your schedule. And I want you to mark that off. So you're literally going to go into your calendar. If you do your calendar in Google Calendar, or if you know you have a calendar you're using for work, or if you have one that you hang on the fridge, and you're literally going to mark when you're going to do this. And I want you to experiment with, with what feels great to you because this this time you're only going to need, you know, these, this hour for this practice, this particular, um, exercise, but having this space in your life over and over and over again, this is creativity at its best. This is that empty space that we really need to show up to be human. I actually do this specific exercise way more than every 10 years. I probably do it three times a year. So it really does feel good to do this exercise. And you might be laughing that I would do an exercise about 10 years from now more than once a year. But I always get, um, whenever I teach this, I get really inspired. And a lot of times I'm writing down the same thing and sometimes things change. And that's how I really can understand in my body, like, you know, what, what I really need to be, those things that come on up over and over and over again, I know I have to work on. And sometimes I have the, I have the space to just have that big aha about, oh yeah, that's what I want. And, um, then I can pivot. Okay. So you're going to literally block off time in your calendar and you're going to experiment with what feels great, knowing that maybe this is a practice that comes in handy. So you could wake up 15 minutes earlier if you're, you know, going to spend 15 minutes each day. You could set a timer for 15 minutes before you start your work day. You could sit for an extra 15 minutes at lunch, which means you'd also sit for lunch, which would be great. You could write these prompts while your kids draw. So you could sit at the table with them while they're being creative and you get to be creative instead of, you know, picking up the toys or vacuuming or whatever else you're going to do during the time that they draw. You could actually sit down and be creative with them. Does this make sense? And for me, free time creative time, thinking time, whatever you want to call it, is really the biggest thing missing from our calendars. Um, many, many, many experts say that this these days. And so making space for thinking and dreaming is just such a good thing to model for your kids. This is something you want them to be doing too. So why not do it? I mean, modeling is definitely the best way to teach. So don't stress out if you feel like the reason you never get this time is because your kids need you around. It's really a good practice in boundaries. You know, you can say, mom is sitting for 15 minutes to do my thing, to draw, to imagine. 
And when they see you being creative and dreamy and not sucked into your phone, you've modeled something fabulous, amazing, something that you want them to do, something that they're going to eventually need to figure out themselves in high school. And if they've seen this model do it earlier, it's so good. Okay. All right. So the first thing is you found the time and now you're to the time that you've set aside. And these are the four prompts that you're going to think about in this order. Okay. So number one, I want you to think about how you will feel in 10 years, how you will feel in 10 years. And all you have to do is list the five to 10 adjectives that really explain it. So you might feel strong, abundant, energetic, loving. I need you to think though of what words will fit you. Okay. Phrases are okay too. Like, I'll be a role model for women. I'll be at peace in my body. I'll be in service to others. And a good thing to do is just really, you know, in your 15 minutes, get quiet. You're going to have to detach yourself from that doing mode to get creative. So just get quiet. Maybe it's that you close your eyes and you take three really deep belly breaths before you even start to write. Maybe you need a shower. So you get in the shower before you start to write because so many good ideas happen in the shower. Maybe you go on a walk, but really like give yourself the space because the actual writing of 10 adjectives is not going to take very long. But get in the space where you can access the ones that you're meant to access, not the way that you think you're supposed to feel at any stage of your life, but the way that you, your soul is saying you should feel in 10 years. Okay. So that's prompt number one. Now, prompt number two, I want you to think about your dream home, your dream space. So with the dream time that you've scheduled for this second, for the second sitting, whether it's right in a row or the next day, you're going to think about where you'll be living in this in 10 years. Where do you want to be? Use this prompt to get at the details. And again, this is all in the show notes in case you're driving or something right now. I want you really to get into the little teeny details. What color are the walls you're looking at? What rooms do you have? Is it modern? Is it classic? What do you see as you're looking around? What's the view out the window? What does it smell like? How do you see, describe just everything you see, okay, in your home and how it smells and how it feels and who's there with you. If you're hoping to move in the next 10 years, you can start to picture where you'll be. If you love your home, but dream of changes, let that come to the surface. And if you think not much will change in your home in 10 years, just describe what you have and how you'll use it. Because this isn't so much about exactly where your home will be and what block it's on. It's really getting at the home that makes you feel the way that you put in your first prompt. Does that make sense? So for example, in my writing, I've never really written where exactly I'm going to be, although you might have a totally 
that might be something that's really solid in your head. So anything that's really solid, write it down. But for me, I don't really have that. But I look out the window and I always see water. And I don't necessarily, I can't grasp where that water is. Because I, you know, as I mentioned, I do get into this very sort of creative state and I really try to visualize it before I write it down. And I don't, I don't know where it is, but I see the water. So that's what I write down. I write down that view um, and I can smell the smells and I can see all of those things are really important. So, you know, and some people tell me, well, I want to be traveling in 10 years. So maybe the space that you're sensing is somewhere you're just visiting. That's okay too. But I just want you to get a clear sense of that space and how it's supporting you 10 years from now. Okay. So the first thing is how you're, how you are going to feel. The second one is this, about your space. And the third one is about your ideal day in 10 years. So I just want you to think as much as possible about a normal day. Like what's a normal day in 10 years from now? Okay. And remember, as you're getting used to this practice, just with each prompt, take that time to get quiet. Take that time to get out of your head and into your heart so that that's what's speaking. Not, you know, I don't want, like, if you are imagining a nine year old writing this and they had heard, they were just totally speaking out of their imagination, they would say amazing things. And then you would look at it and be like, well, what are you talking about? When you're 19, you're going to be in college. And so those things exist in your head too. And so I want to make sure that's not what's going down. It's not the way things are supposed to be. It's the way that your soul is telling you they should be. Okay. And just picture this typical day. And I want you to think about how you move through an average day from when you get up in the morning to when you go to bed. What do you do in this day? Who do you see? Are you working? If you are, where? For how long? For how many hours? What are you eating? What kinds of choices are you making? That's a question I love to ask about this day. And I do this day one a lot. I find my space seems to say the same as I do it over and over again. This day one really evolves as I evolve and can imagine better and better days. So what are you eating? What kinds of choices are you making? Who is supporting you? And how are they doing that? So take a moment and really, really picture that and write that all down. And again, the prompts are in the show notes if going back and rewinding and listening over and over and again isn't getting you what you need. But it's just your ideal day and all the things that happen and all the people that are there. And you can even bring your space into it all that stuff on an average day. So this might not be like your pinnacle trip, although sometimes what I write is, you know, I spend an hour um, packing for my trip to Africa or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So that's a way to get other things in your day is because you're thinking about them or planning for them or packing for them in a different way than you might today. All right. So those are the three core writing practices. So, so far you've made a plan to dream and then you've done these three core writing practices that are all about how you, what 10 years from now will be like. The first is how you want to feel. The second is what your space is like. And the third is what an average day looks like. Now, 
the last step puts all these things together. And it actually puts the step one and then two, three, and four together, I think quite beautifully. And because this is about putting it into action today. And so first of all, you have to have done that pre-work before you do this work, but you're welcome to listen so you can see how it all comes together. But I do want you to go back and do this work. So what you're going to do is you're going to look back over what you wrote in exercises two, three, and four. And I want you to see what really resonates with you. And sometimes I do this with a lens. So if I know I have a goal right now, like say I have a weight loss goal right now, then I'll do this with a wellness lens. If I have a goal that I want to travel, then I'll do this with a travel lens. If I'm wanting to be better with money or work, then I'll do it with that lens. So you could, that's a good way to... Um, go back through this exercise and use it multiple times. And this is all stuff that we do together and very purposefully in Flow 365. So that is that, you know, so this is something that we're revisiting constantly in that program and really, um, you know, putting into practice and taking from how we want to feel and really making sure that our days map to that. So you know you're always welcome there because I love when people really can activate this work in a way that changes their life. So always you can go check out that Flow365 from the Plan Simple website. Okay. So what you're going to do is either with a lens or just in general, you're going to go through and you're going to pick out one word that really resonates with you from that first exercise And then you're going to keep going. And that's usually just the thing that really pops off the page or the thing that you still remember, or you'll just know and just trust that just knowing, just trust that you just know the word that you're supposed to see today or the phrase that you're supposed to see today that's really resonating with you. And then you're going to go through the other two parts. And probably that word is going to dictate what comes off the page from the next two parts. But again, you're just picking one thing. So one thing that comes really sticks out from all three exercises. So maybe from, let me just put this in example so it makes more sense. Maybe from day one, you energy pops off the page. And maybe from the image of your home, it's how it smells. Or And maybe from the ordinary day, it's the fact that someone else is doing your wash. That's just an example. So think about how you could bring those things into your life, into your next season, your next 90 days, your next month, whatever it is we're looking at. Just do a quick brainstorm and write down all your ideas, okay? Because many times there are steps and actions that we can do right now, today, that will move us toward the way we want to be in 10 years in baby steps. And sometimes they just even got us there and we can't see that without going through this process. So let's talk about energy. Maybe you need to get more sleep or change what you eat to get more energy. So one step that you could take just even this week is start your day with a green smoothie. Or maybe you imagined someone else doing your laundry. So maybe in 10 years from now, that means that like somebody comes in and they're like fully on it. But maybe for right now, it's like 
you make a pact with your husband that he does the laundry once a week or that you teach the kids how to do it or you hire someone for one day a week, right? So there's something you can do today to make you feel the way that you wanted to feel in 10 years. You can feel that way today. And usually you can even be moving toward you know, one of those things from 10 years. So here's just two examples from my own life recently. So again, using that energy word, which was one of my words, is always one of my words. Um, I want to have lots of energy in the future and always. And so when I describe my home and my ideal day, both in both of those scenarios, there were crisp white sheets. So because it was in both situations, you know, like I woke up in the morning on my ideal day and, you know, I tore the crisp white sheets off my bed or whatever. Um, and they were also in, you know, as I was describing my home and my bed and these white sheets, I saw that as a sign that, that those, those easily popped off the page. And so in my real life, I had been putting off for quite some time changing the sheets on our bed not that long, but long enough that I was like noticing it. And it was coming into my thought process like, oh, I need to do that, but I don't have time. Right. And that was taking up energy. It was like literally taking up energy in my head. And so when I did this exercise, this part of the exercise, I literally came right upstairs. I had a little extra time in my calendar and I came right upstairs and I changed the sheets. And the thing is, is that I do have white sheets. We were not, they were not on the bed at the time that I wanted to change them. So I got to put the white sheets on. They're not like quite as fancy as the one I imagined I'll have in 10 years, but they're definitely crisp white sheets. And they were crisp because they were clean and, you know, there was a button missing, but that was okay. And I put them on my bed and it took 10 minutes. And so here's the lesson. My bed does not yet have the view of the water that I described in my 10-year vision, um, but I could totally do the current version of those crisp white sheets. And the impact was amazing because before I changed the sheets, I had this looming thought or series of thoughts that kept coming up of when am I going to change my sheets? And the thoughts themselves took longer than the actual task. So I was wasting so much time worrying about when I'd have time to change the sheets. But after doing it and really letting the feeling of those sheets give me a glimpse of my future self, I could, I felt like everything was possible. And I, I, I get ideas when everything's possible. I'm a nicer person when everything's possible. So this little thing of changing my sheets just opened up so many doors, which seems so silly, but is so true. And yet I was putting it off for at least two weeks. Okay. Which sounds really gross actually now that I'm saying that out loud, <laughs> but I admit it. It was two weeks where I really needed to change my sheets and I didn't. And here I did this exercise and it made such an impact. When I first did this exercise a couple years back, I wrote about my future kitchen in great detail. And this was, I think, just after, you know, this was probably about seven years ago. And when I wrote about my future kitchen, 
The counters were clean and clear. The kitchen played a big part in my visions actually for a long time um, as I was cleaning up my food, which is so interesting to me because it's like the space really does reflect the choices that you can make in that space. So I would write about the counters and how clean and clear they were. And then my eyes would always land on this beautiful bowl of fruit. There was still the view of the, the water. So someday that will happen. And so for years now, whenever I feel overwhelmed, I clear the counters. Like that's the first thing I do. I clear them and I wash them well. And then I make sure the fruit bowl looks awesome. And so the funny thing is, is that my kids now know how much I love a clean counter and they often, very often pitch in and it's part of the chore list now, but if they see it, they'll do it. And then we always um, put fruit on the grocery list now. So we always have that amazing fruit bowl sitting on this clean counter, you know, and the counter can, there's many times in a day where the counter is not perfect, but that is the thing I do at the end of the day when I feel any sense of overwhelm is I clean the counters and it really works. So that is the process. That is the process that you are making time to be creative, making time to write. And even if you just do it for this exercise, that's fine, but maybe you'll start adding more time later. And then you do these three writing prompts of how you want to feel in 10 years, what your space looks like in 10 years, and what an ideal day looks like in 10 years. And then you start to look at that as you're planning your day and what that looks like going forward. Now, we pull from this a lot when we're doing our plans for the season, you know, when we're doing our 90 day plans and our month, like we're always making sure that we're tapping into how we want to feel and what that looks like right now. So if that sounds like just what you need, again, go check out Flow 365. I don't want this to be an ad for that because this makes a huge impact in your life with or without that program. But that is the accountability. That is the day-to-day practice because, and I made that because for myself, this was hard. This was really, really hard to show up to. And I want to make sure that I can support other moms to show up to a practice that really helps us feel at ease and like we're moving towards something and that like we can be good parents and maybe also have a bigger purpose than just that and just be a role model for our kids who are growing up in a very, very busy time. All right, you guys, that is what I've got for today. There are no further doable changes on this episode because I feel like this whole episode is the doable change that you could work on for this week. And I will see you on next week's episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share this podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.